What is going on, everybody? It is episode 264 of Pop Culture Crisis. It's Friday. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. We have another two-person show for you guys. First of all, I just want to address something in the chat. Today, we are starting the show by talking about some Avatar 2 stuff. But someone in the chat said, More if important. Brett liked the movie, I'll put it on my radar. If Mary liked it, I'll have to find a, a movie buddy to go see it. So clearly, it takes more for me to like a movie than it does for Brett. It is you are considered far more discerning than I am. Who is? Uh, yeah, guess how that turned out. Though. Yes. Uh, well, we will. He have liked to, it. We'll. Oh, you know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So yeah, we'll, guys, we'll review later in the show. But yes. we're going to start by talking about some news with it. Yeah. So we've got a bunch of Avatar news. We are going to do that. We are also going to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Golden Globe Awards, uh, and how even though they worked very hard this year to diversify the whole entire process it is no more diverse in their award ceremony projections so we're going to get into that we're getting into this famously uh, amazing sounding show that just sounds like a bastion of uh, goodness in in hope, hope uh, wholesome entertainment what's it called milf, milf manor. manor say that again milf manor that's a real thing yeah. that's a real thing so i'm sure it's gonna be wholesome and amazing we're going to discuss that we're going to talk about netflix is uh, in deep trouble again kind of we're gonna we're gonna drive by this topic about netflix is having to give back money because they're not able to to meet the quotas that they've set for themselves as re in relation to their new ad supported tier over there on their streaming service we are also going to give a non-spoiler review for avatar the way of water at the end of the show today so before we get started though you wanted to mention barbie yeah, yes. they just released the teaser trailer and it was playing before some showings of Avatar 2 yesterday. So I went and watched it. Brett thinks it's disturbing. Someone in the chat Not was disturbing, like... disturbing, just I don't get what it. What was that? I don't get it. It Well, like it shows these little girls throwing their porcelain baby dolls into the air and like smashing them when they uh, replace them with Barbie. And uh, it's just supposed to show that like... Barbie overtook the baby doll because Barbie was the adult that they wanted to be when they grow up. But I just. But I, also, I guess baby dolls also showed girls what they wanted to be when they grew up, which yeah. is being mothers. Moms. Well, that's that's a no no I don't these know. days. It looks it looks fun though. I will say that um, Margot Robbie is an absolute smoke show, even when she's like no nine thousand feet tall. There. Yeah. Is she supposed to be like overly tall in that trailer? I mean. She seemed like a giant compared to the little girls. Yes. So. Uh, like, yeah, when it, she's, she's, gorgeous. we can't play it here. Yeah. But. Oh, guys, oh, by the way, yesterday we got a, uh, we got a copyright claim on one of our videos because there was a trailer from White Chicks 2 or White Chicks playing like, in the background. Like, I didn't even know there was a White Chicks 2. It might, but, might have just been okay. White It might have just been from White Chicks, but it was playing in the background. With no sound. No sound on one of the articles we were reading, and it just, yeah, we got a copyright claim for it. So we're absolutely, sorry. Now absolutely we're going to get claimed for showing a still of yeah. the trailer for Barbie. <laughs> Um, another person it. that uh, was in the chat thinks J.K. Rowling is a smoke show. They said, looking at your previous thumbnail of J.K. Rowling, she's an absolute fox. <laughs> Never really realized how good looking she is. Okay, here's the thing. Here's guys, the story. Guys, um, I made that thumbnail. <laughs> and when we got done... <laughs> Mary, uh, what was it before or after we got done talking? It was about, after. Uh, Mary made a comment about old woman... Cleavage. Yes. Cleavage will be classy. Yeah, I, yeah. Basically, See, this is why I need the uncensored show. He, so I can he say... included the cleavage in the thumbnail. Yep. And I was like, 
maybe hold off on that. She uh, She's a classy lady. So I went back and I cropped it out because it was disturbing the more I looked at it. JK needs to wear some regular fitting tops. Well, apparently... Someone in the chat thinks otherwise. Well, the, so. you know, more power more, more power to him, I guess. Oh, by the way, I totally ate carbs before the show today, which means I'm going to be stumbling uh, over my words all day. Yeah. So it's <laughs> going to be fantastic. You guys are going to love it, I promise. So, Mary, now that we have gotten that stuff out of the way, are you ready to just get started? I think I'm finally ready. Okay. So, Avatar 2, now it is the, it's, it's in theaters, but they had Thursday night previews, and those Thursday night previews, guys, were not, <laughs> they weren't very good. It made $17 million domestic. $50 million worldwide, you know, over the course of the, the Thursday night previews. That's behind the Batman, which only made $17.6 million. And if that's any indication of where we are to go from here, I don't know. We're beginning that slow, long trek. That, that creep towards... Two billion to break even. <laughs> so, so it says right here. It says uh, more alarming since J this is more alarming because James Karen Cameron has let it be known that the flick needs to make two billion just to break even. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever had twenty eight million in their Thursday night offering. Thor: Love and Thunder had twenty nine million. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness had thirty six million. None of these, however, came anywhere near two billion dollars at the box office the ones that have which would have been um spider-man no way home and the force awakens i think one opened to 54 uh to 50 million and the other one opened to 54 million if i if i'm very much mistaken um yes uh avatar no. 2 was all right but it wasn't two billion all right it wasn't Certainly not three billion. The, for, right. the Force of Wait Awakens opened to fifty-seven million. No Way Home opened to fifty million, and those both made a lot. But I think the number one thing here is that uh, Avatar One has a seventy-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, has an eighty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes with an eighty-two percent audience score. Avatar Two has a seventy-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but a ninety-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience score. Now, of course, anybody who's willing to go see a movie on Thursday night unless they're in our position is likely to be mm -hmm. willing to rate it high because they wanted sure. to see it so badly but also it's supposed to be for families and i don't know if many families think it's a good time to go sit in one place with children on for three night. and a half hours yes on a weeknight but also on any night yeah any time of day that's difficult for families I don't really know who the target audience James, is, but James, James Cameron is like, the target audience is literally everyone on planet Earth. His kids must be uh, over 18. He must have like adult kids now. He must not have like tiny children. No. Otherwise he would know that they no. don't sit still for three hours. Unless, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe he pot, like, like just packed his kids full of Ritalin and that's why they were able to sit still for so long. Maybe. But James Cameron, weigh in on this, please. Yes. Uh, so not just that, guys, but... Uh, so we've got this box office stuff right here. So it says China also had, I believe, 50. Yeah, they got 24 million from China already. So they do have a Chinese release. Uh, and that's going to swing in their favor because I think that they're fans of this franchise. So we'll see where that goes. But like I said, it's got 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. If that can stay in the high 80s or 90s, the best you can hope for right now is that they get really, really good word of mouth. Uh, and that they're able to get people to come back for second or third showings. We did not see it in 3D. I do not know if the 3D experience will be immersive enough to get people to come back for a second or a third showing. 3D was the massive appeal for the 2009 movie, not this one, mm -hmm. in my opinion at least. The visuals were fine, but... 
I'm not. She's underselling that, guys. The visuals were incredible. I mean, yeah, but if that's what you're into, yeah. I'm yes. I'm not paying attention, yeah. and it might as well have been the same as Finding Nemo to me. We get into it on the <laughs> it's, review. It's on, all Nemo to me. Yeah, we did. We already did a review for the website that's going to be up soon. Nope. We're gonna do a less in-depth one later in the show that I can get into my actual opinions, but. Uh, apparently, Avatar three is already in development. Oh yeah, let's I wanna, let's <laughs> talk about that real quick. So here, this is crazy. I don't know how much people here know about the process of filmmaking, but right now, as it sits, the cut for Avatar three is nine hours long, and he's making the visual effects artists do the animation, the animating, the editing, and the textures to every single second of those Psychotic. scenes. Psychotic. Yeah, he's not he's not cutting the film down and then doing the post production CGI. They're do they're CGI. They're doing the CGI for the entire thing, the whole nine-hour cut. He will then cut down from there because he's apparently a sociopath who just wants to ruin people's lives. He's running a demoralization campaign like, on these CGI I, effects. I'm imagining like, that whatever effects studio is doing this is like, well, I, I you know, I didn't want to go home and see my kids anyways. Like, I, I mean, I it, it's whatever. Like the timeline is probably long enough to manage that, but it's also crazy that this is the the order he's going in. Yeah, so, so, I, it, and I'm not even. I'm never gonna watch Avatar two again in my life. That is, uh, like, that I is say that completely one. confidently. I would, yeah. I would never go back to the theater to watch this. I wouldn't watch it at home either. Yeah, it's a one time thing. It was fine for then, but you're playing on making two billion minimum on people going multiple times. Everyone and their mother and their dog and their friend's cousin going. Yep, three times, four times. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It's not happening. I, I'm, I have to call his bluff on this one. He's also being slammed for cruel dolphin treatment, which is really funny because you think in yeah. the age of like everyone hates SeaWorld now, kind of. Like SeaWorld is kind of universally seen as like a bad thing. Uh, and, they had this promotional event where dolphins dove into a tank of water and James Cameron says, welcome to Pandora. Uh, <laughs> it's very uh, it's very not in line with the movie's messaging that's what's funny about it it's like he's yeah. the baddie in, yeah if he were he in is the, the movie, same guy as as the one harpooning the australian who was harpooning whales in evil steve irwin in the film evil, yeah evil steve fat, irwin's evil twin his evil fat twin yeah uh, so it says animal welfare activists say that they initially believed the mammals were digitally produced because cameron is vegan and he creates movies with strong environmental messaging i told you he's the same as this actor from succession glued himself to the to the counter at Starbucks because he wants cheaper almond milk in his latte. See, same a, same guy. I never had a problem. I always got a kick out of that guy. It's like I feel like that guy in the 80s would have chained himself to trees. 90s. It would have chained himself to trees to prevent deforestation. That's and cool, but it's kind of a throwback. Ask him ask him about climate change. I'm sure he has the same opinions yeah. as James Cameron. Yeah. So, uh, it says to see James Cameron, Sigourney Weaver and Sam Worthington sitting there applauding was shocking, says Lang. The trainers were treating those dogs 
dolphins like circus clowns. They were riding on the noses of the dolphins. I mean, that's as bad as it gets. I do get a kick out of PETA because I feel like there's nobody who tries harder to meme but fails hard. Like, PETA is the definition of boomer memetics. Like, they don't actually do it well. Yeah, I have a feeling they're controlled opposition for the vegans, not going to lie. But if anything is a valid issue (laughs) to bring up, it's circus animals getting mistreated. Like, that's a known fact. Uh, Hopefully no dolphins were hurt in the making of this promotional event. But the, the activists are mad. And I think that really they should be angry about this aquarium exploding in Berlin like 1500 fish just splayed about dead on the floor in this aquarium absolutely insane so how about instead of yelling at James Cameron for using a couple of dolphins at an event also the, the- tell this aquarium to to up their standards for how they treat their fish. But also, now... There are real problems. I think he's being sneaky. I think he's being sneaky. I think he knows it's not going to make $2 billion. He's like, what? I didn't plan the dolphin thing. Now if it doesn't make $2 billion, I'm like, well, they were boycotting it because of because of the dolphins. And, you know... I'm, okay. The I'm sure most people haven't heard of the dolphin water, controversy. People that love the water. I You guys did a dolphin thing. Nobody's going to come and see the movie now. Now he's got an out. Now he's got an out. No? And now another out is that people are getting depression from watching <laughs> Avatar 2 because well, no, they the- wish that they could live with the Navi in, in their imaginary world. Well, this is from the original Avatar that they were having that problem. They were, they were having, uh, like, they, th- this phenomenon started in the first Avatar movie. It started in yeah. the first Avatar yep. movie? I didn't hear about yeah. that because I was nine. But So it says the... <laughs> I feel so old. The unusual phenomenon unfolded back in 2009 when fans were introduced to the lush and fictional world of Pandora. Thanks to the visual mastery they went into, that went into creating the blockbuster hit, viewers were transported into the stunning scenes of a sparkling and stunning planet that had been untouched by human forces. For many, it was a feast for the eyes, but according to a 2010 report from CNN, some grew depressed after its release because they longed to visit Pandora themselves but realized they never could. I wonder if this happened with Wakanda. Oh, yeah. I've seen tweets like that. Do you think there was like Wakanda depression? They're like, I'm never going to be able to go home or uh, back to to Wakanda. And then they did this and got very upset. Uh, Here's the other thing. I love the idea that we live in a culture now where like, you know, postpartum depression, they're like, well, I'm not going to have any kids. So I can't feel guilty about or or feel sad about the the baby not being part of me anymore. But I can certainly feel bad about the CGI fake place not being part of my life anymore. <laughs> I, I think that this is why cosplayers exist. Yep. It's just to imagine that you're part of this fantasy world and role play as such. But at the end of the day, it's about extended adolescence. Like... Um, also, this will probably also, like, be worse. Also, the demonization of Earth and humanity has something big, to do with that. Well, I, I guess the movie more focuses on the demonization of like, mankind. Yeah, if you're told aspects. that all humans are evil in the future and that the Earth is dying, which yeah. is a direct quote, by the way, yep. then... Of course, you would want to, you know, become this different species that has magically evolved to realize that killing is wrong. So they just stopped. Do you think the movie will do better? I think that it's actually going to do fine because, look, not many families are taking their kids on Thursday night to go see Avatar. I do wonder if three hours is a good idea for a cut of a movie that's supposed to have parents and kids going together. Like we didn't have any whining kids at the theater last night. Also Except the theater. The, well, yeah, we had no. Mary was the whining. No, child. Brett fell asleep in the middle. For, no, 
in the very beginning for in the five minutes for 10 minutes I you said asleep. 20 though it you was, went from 20 to 10 to 5 no to 10 okay i woke up <laughs> <laughs> answer for this right now <laughs> i <laughs> this is not fair i woke up when Korich was coming being brought back uh fairly early fair, fairly you can early still early. understand what's and going i liked on it like point. look guys i'm gonna go into it more but i liked the movie more than i thought you i liked would it. i liked it that's you know i get fun. a lot of crap it was fun but no i uh, have positive things to say but, about it as well but also the thing for it is is like i am a geek when it comes to this to the computer generated imagery any graphics like that knowing the amount of work that had to go into making the cgi that well speaks to me at least a little bit especially when we see so much lazy cgi these days so i think especially when yeah. they emphasized the visuals over every other aspect of the film yeah. i was expecting well, it to be least, flawless they, at least they, de they like delivered on that aspect yeah. of it after after bragging about it so uh do you think that this makes two billion dollars based just off your opinion of the movie do you think it makes two billion dollars no. No. I mean, even the, the highest grossing films right now aren't reaching a billion. No. Wakanda Forever is not reaching a billion. I mean, if it does, it's going to have to be a very long hold, meaning that Spider-Man No Way Home made it there because it was literally the number one movie for like a gazillion months. Okay. Is The Way of Water going to be in theaters for like half a year? No. Otherwise... We'll see. We'll, we'll you see. really think so? No, I, I don't think it makes... <laughs> what do you mean? I, I, maybe it makes a billion dollars. I don't. Yeah, know but makes, two billion? But they're, they're Are they about to lose a billion on this? They're projecting $500 million opening weekend. That's going to be their big haul this weekend. It needs to be bigger than that. It does. Let's see. We'll, we'll that see. would be insane to watch. So, guys, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the, the nine-hour cut... That he supposedly has going on for the next one. That's the one that I'm interested in. Like, how about he just doesn't like, cut it? Just just put just it out at nine hours. These people the, don't care anymore how long they have to sit in a the theater. Why don't we just all hour. quit our jobs and just go, <laughs> just go sit for nine hours watching Avatar three? Technically, we what's would, the limit? We wouldn't have to quit. We could uh, right. The, we'll get paid for watching that for nine hours, but I, I just might end up being suicidal at the end. She, that's the drawback she, like it, it is funny too because look i am the me and you advocate all the time that we don't need to have all movies be cgi but look if that's your selling point for this movie it better be flawless yeah so, i right. agree let's uh, let's do some super chats i need to stop watching youtube said james cameron's white guilt as an all-time high i i think that this is partly a white guilt movie think so, uh, I, I, I think so because um hating on technological advancements and that like pioneering spirit in humanity is inherently you know guilt of white rich people in the first world and, in europe but me and me and wesley pushed back and said i think it is more a story uh an issue of the story you chose to tell involves heavily in the in military industrial complex and i think that that is more a criticism of that particular subsect of humanity rather than all of humanity as a whole we may have to wait till further down in the films to see more people that are not part of that group before we can see how he actually feels about all of humanity. It feels like kind of a repeat of the Wakanda Forever Little conflict. A little bit. Bad App said, Asia loves sci-fi and water stuff. They have a Waterworld live sea war spectacular show at Universal. Let's blow this popsicle stick. We're out of here. We're going, we're going to Asia to, to watch Waterworld. Jake Sully left Earth and he was like, let's blow this popsicle stand. If only he had said that in the movie, that would have been amazing. I know there was one line that was like, 
uh, <laughs> what was it like? Come at me, cupcake! And he was like fighting one of the dragon-like things. The uh, yeah, the military guys were giving kind of like really, really on the nose dialogue. Hoorah! Yeah, uh, yeah, we did hear because oh, you still say hoorah in the year three thousand. <laughs> yeah, would they? Would that still be? Uh, would the motto still stand? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, BMF Nate Dog said, "Was there excessive CGI creature hair boning? Boning? I will ask you. First of all, they use their hair to connect to other animals in the water. I have questions, I Mr. Cameron. I have questions. Yeah, I, I want to know. I all the Avatar to, stands does, aren't willing to answer the hard questions. Does it? Does it feel the same when he connects his hair to the animal as it does when he's?" Uh, you know, bow chicka Making wow wow. babies. Avatar bow chicka wow wow. Tacti Platy said, vegan movement and PETA are ploys from big avocado. They want more avocado sales from these protein deficient vegans. That's what it is. And it's all controlled. <laughs> like one thing that I've learned is like there's two things uh, oh, in the chat. Somebody says it's marine thing. We know like we like hoorah, but like the, it's just. Yeah, funny but like why are they still saying hoorah in the year 3000 whatever well also the military it feels like if you by the time we've colonized another planet like that things would be different but maybe not you know tradition go, <laughs> tradition lives on i don't know uh but uh but yeah so uh, one thing i've noticed is that the term controlled opposition is up there with grifter in which everybody is either controlled opposition or a grifter according to somebody that doesn't like them they're very easy things to claim about somebody. I mean, I, I can't say anything back because I call everything I don't like a psyop. So. Oh, yeah. And he, hey, here's the thing. We'll know whether this is a psyop judging by how well it does. Right. If, if it doesn't make two gazillion bazillion dollars, it was a psyop all along. Right. Caper2x said Babylon B has a great meme. Who makes 190 <laughs> minutes movie about water without a bathroom Dude, break? It was really funny. The, the meme says the idiot director makes 190 <laughs> minute movie about water. He said Wednesday and Mary will have approved. Make mine marvel. Wait, wait, say that again. Wednesday and Mary will have approved. Ah. I don't know what this means. Marcos said, have you ever dreamed or nightmared about being on a TV show, video game, etc.? Um, yeah, this show. Whoa, you've had nightmares about doing pop culture? I, I mean, I have days like today where my brain is foggy and it feels like nothing works properly, but you know. You notice you know. more than everyone else it's, notices. Uh, it's good to be your own worst critic, I say. Uh, what about you? Any type of nightmares about that type of thing? What, what is the worst possible show? Other than Milf Manor, what is the worst possible I, show <laughs> you could end up on? I don't, uh, I don't have nightmares about that kind of thing. As I told you, my worst nightmare was like shopping and there are no, there's nothing to buy. Nothing, like the most white Western or, woman um, problem ever. I also told you recently about that, that dream I had. It wasn't really a nightmare, but it was like about that woman stabbing someone with scissors. I don't know. You should write um, a dream. You should keep a dream journal. I should do that. Yeah. What, so what, the worst you- show to end up on, worst video game to be in. Um, hmm. In the chat, someone says Milf Manor is a show. What channel would that happen to be on? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny because uh, I the, mean, I certainly wouldn't end up on Milf Manor. My, I hope. my favorite thing to do. I talked yesterday about uh, Mandy Rose, the pro wrestler who got in trouble for like having like nudes basically on a site. Yeah, and someone's like, they leaked, huh? You wouldn't happen to have a link to those leaks, would you? Like, you have uh, no proof. Uh, all the comments no. were like, I, you know, I'd have to see that those leaks for myself. Could you possibly include here the link so that I? 
I could find that material so I could judge it on its own merit. I just wanted to... I don't really trust the media. <laughs> Purely for research purposes, I would like to check out these Mandy these Mandy Road, uh, Rose nudes. It just seems I know like a good idea. What show I want to be on is uh, Love is Blind. It's freaking hilarious. What is it with you and Dane? Both? Love is Blind is genuinely an entertaining show. <sighs> can't do that stuff i mean i would like leave immediately after we have to uh look at each other like i would just do the part where where we're behind the curtains what would be a nightmare show for me to be on i I can't think of one Mm. that would be a reality show tiger king um no yeah a a reality show because they're also fake would you do a cooking show where (laughs) you i can't cook yeah so maybe that's my nightmare i can't cook so my like make ramen yeah well hey it was good and then gordon ramsay yells at you you know, it's like uh, the, I had a friend who was like, there was a very popular meme that was, it was like, it was Gordon Ramsay yelling at someone. He's like, hey, joke's on you. It's the Skeletor meme. It says, joke's on you. I'm into that shit. Like, uh, let's read one more and then okay. we will. Dexter's Diner said, screw Avatar. I want Shrek 5, 6, and 7. Also, you, there was a Puss in Boots trailer that we saw in the preview. looked though. very wholesome. It looked wholesome. The animation style was cool. Um, review it. I'm not a huge fan of that animation style but that's uh i thought it was better than like looking like sing or like i mean strange I world yeah i guess I don't those really things like are uh, it's fugly like disney is not it also like the what is it there was a, there's a meme it's not even a meme it's it's like one of the twitter memes where it's like somebody responding to somebody with some clapback uh this is what i hate about the world now is everybody tries to clap back in real life as if they're on twitter and people just aren't that clever but it's like uh if you want to believe that you can believe that man that dad bot is in but magic mike made however many millions of dollars and somebody's response is yeah well shrek made this much i'm like that's not an argument he's not a human it's not a thing uh i mean he 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 is the, a human though the, right the the well fiona is a human the better the better argument would i don't be, remember the lore the okay. better the better argument would be all of the the dads on sitcoms who get impossibly hot wives yeah, like King of Queens. George Lopez, King of Queens. Uh, they all get... What else? Uh, all of them. They, they have get- an impossibly hot wife who's super smart and competent and funny and good at everything. And he's just a stupid, ugly, fat slob who messes up everything. He's he's just an idiot. He's a useless well, I mean, piece it, of shit, basically. From what I understand, that in the early days of The Simpsons, Homer wasn't like that. He evolved to become that character in The Simpsons. Like He, he didn't start out that way. Yeah, that's even more sinister. All right, let's. Uh, we will save. We will hold off on the rest, guys. We are moving on. So, last year the Golden Globes was embroiled in controversy. It was basically Oscars so white, but it was Golden Globe nomination. Well, are we starting with the Emmys or the Golden Globes? Golden Globes. Okay. Golden Globes. Uh, what were you saying? Are you starting with the Emmys or well, the Golden Globes? The same thing. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think they were the same thing. Uh, like, right? So, uh, I mean, it's uh, they're the same thing because they're both award shows. It's, okay. it's, all, it's all the same. So the Golden Globes. They blend together. Yeah, they, they do. So basically, they, they made. Wow. So like, that was a that lot was, of money. Of so uh, the Golden Globes are embroiled in controversy again because last year there have been all these complaints that they don't have diverse enough committees as far as their yeah. voting their voting blocks for what gets awards and what doesn't. The people that vote on who gets awards, who doesn't. And basically it is is that they worked very hard to diversify the Golden Globes this year and nothing changed as far as the voting blocks. They, as far as the they announced movies. women make up the majority of the Globes voters this year, standing at 52% female 
female and they're now majority ethnic minority with 51.5% of voters qualifying as racially and ethnically diverse over or they're representing over 62 countries weird because they're it's the Hollywood Foreign Press Association um I don't know, like judging films from Hollywood. Yeah. But you're from other cultures. Um, so it's last all globalism. year, the, Glo- the Golden Globes face scandal because. The Golden Globalists. They, yeah, the Golden Globalists <laughs> had a scandal because it was found out that they had no black members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association that puts on the event. Yeah. And so because of that and some bogus concerns about COVID risks. They decided not to televise the event. They had no audience. They had no red carpet. They just live tweeted the whole thing. And that's uh, embarrassing. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. So they had to be very meticulous about selecting the group of voters this year. So apparently their diversity has backfired on them because this year the media is still scolding them. They have nominated way too many men. Yep. They are no pushing no- aside social justice movements no in nomin- favor of movies that made a lot of money at the box office. It's almost like they're capitalists. It's crazy. No nom- nominations for Till. Will Smith did not get a nomination for Emancipation. No. Uh, there was one for She Said. Um that was for screenplay and score only, though. So no, supporting like, actor. Uh, uh, Carrie Mulligan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, supporting actress for Carrie and, Mulligan. Oh, by the way, though it is not a, a pretentious movie, none for Rings of Power either, guys. So Yeah, you know, people were mad about that, well, they're gonna Hey, they're going to fix that next year with their all-female directing team, so we should be fine. Women talking. Woman talking. Woman talking, which the, the title doesn't do it any favors. Tell also, them about what got the, no noms. You know what women talking is about? It is about the culture of... (sighs) It's a fundamentalist religious community reacting to our word. Yes. Doesn't that sound like... Who goes to these movies? uh, Yeah, I I can't imagine wanting to see that. She said made like $5 million. I can understand that. Look, people are at different phases in their life. Maybe there are like some middle-aged housewives that have... that They're living a very different existence than me that just happen to find a subject like this to be very interesting. But I don't know how you get funding for something with such a narrow scope. You get it from Brad Pitt. That's your answer. Uh, fair, fair <laughs> For enough. she said, at least. And then they, they made $5 million. I can't imagine that makes it all bad. Also, right? by, the, by the way, uh, t- uh, Top Gun Maverick got nominated for Best Picture, but no nomination for Tom Cruise for Best Actor. But he deserves it because he had his virtue signal last year where he found out all the stuff about the awards. And he gave back his awards because he's a douche. (laughs) He's a very talented douche. I never thought I would hear you say that about your hero. No matter what I say about his acting, I have always said that I love that he's uh, doing the stuff that's supportive of the fans, but we all know it's still a form of pandering. Sure. But... Still a, still a douche. He's just a douche that's making movies that I like. People are also mad that the best director nominees this year are all male. Oh. Women, however, okay, women have won best director last year and the year before that. Chloe Zhao got it for Nomadland in 2020. Which did not help her when she made Eternals and then nobody cared. Right. 
Jane Campion got it for The Power of the Dog last year. And now they're mad because a woman won't win Best Director three consecutive years in a row. Seems kind of outrageous to me. And then none of the 10 movies that got nominated for Best Drama or Comedy are directed by women. They're also butthurt about that. Well, I mean, I understand that one because women aren't funny. Right. But they are dramatic. So that's very shocking. Sorry, we're I'm being over the lady, top today. Ladies, I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's <laughs> and a also, joke. calm down. The New York Post reported that the last Golden Globe ceremony that was televised had only 6.9 million viewers, which is less than an average episode of Young Sheldon. <laughs> that is brutal. Well, also, let's face it. Like, it, it goes beyond like diversity and stuff like this. People just don't want to watch rich people pat themselves on the back. They don't. Right. I mean, people don't care about award shows at all anymore, let alone the controversies around who they nominate and the representation. Well, you know what? You know what this is? This is a golden time for like the Razzies to become like mainstream and like start televising. Like lean into it. Like yeah. make these people like what? Okay. How <laughs> I mean, this? the no, adult I, video awards. The ABA, yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, I've got a pitch here. I've got a pitch here. Okay. Hollywood, if you want to get your actors back in your good in everyone's good graces, what you need is to bring back the tone of humility that used to have to be there when you were a rich douche canoe celebrity. You used to have to at least kind of prostrate yourself before your adoring public a little bit so that you seemed human. My favorite example of that is mean tweets. Whenever celebrities would read mean tweets and then just make a really sad face, that was satisfying. When they clap back at some poor dude on Twitter who just wrote something mean to you while you're on like a network television station with millions of people watching that's not yeah. funny it's not fun it was Nobody cringe wants it. It and was you cringe. can't argue so with what that. you need to do hollywood you need to start asking your actors who get nominated for razzies to actually attend the ceremony and accept the awards and make it a mixture of both half funny half uh you know prostrating yourself before the public and i bet you people would that would become a hit if you yeah. actually got the actors and the director to be like, you know, you can have the one who leans into it. He's like, let's be fair. I was drunk most of the time we were making this anyways. Like it doesn't, it, it can actually be a kind of a surrealist experience where you don't know if they're actually being honest or not. But I feel like there is a strong market for people watching Hollywood not take itself too seriously. Yeah, there's a reason that you don't hear about controversies of underrepresentation at the Razzies. Because nobody wants, to, nobody well, in that crowd be, wants be to be the butt of the joke. But it would be overrepresentation. When they like would be... the reality is, true assimilation, true representation, true inclusion means everybody can be joked about. Every All group, the time. every individual is fair game. It's an equal playing field, and you can make jokes about anyone about anything you want. That's what it would really mean. But instead, they they want to be cry bullies. Now, if anyone cares about award shows, it's old people. Yeah. So I have no idea what the Emmys were thinking. Introducing their first annual Children's and Family Emmy Awards. Which is heavily LGBTQ. <laughs> yes. Um, they they James did this Lindsay, over the weekend. James Lindsay has a word for this. I'm not going to use that word here. <laughs> that would be derogatory. They, uh, they hosted this over the weekend with Jack McBrayer from 30 Rock and Jojo Siwa. And it's aimed at kids as young as preschool age up to age 15. So at the beginning of the ceremony, Jojo Siwa introduces herself as a gay icon. She, she said like that she identifies as queer and pansexual. So I'm having a hard time keeping it all straight. But um, she kind of looks like 
the back side of an eclair with facial features. I mean, this is almost as bad as when you said J.K. Rowling looks like she would sleep with an insurance agent to get better AARP rates. <laughs> your specific, your highly specific insults. I, it's not even an insult. I just, it's fine. So yeah. I so, mean, if someone said that I looked like that, look, I, I'd be look, I'd be look, offended. Jo- I, I am. I'm a. Fa- I'm not. It's not that I have a problem with JoJo Siwa. I just, you know, I, I have do. To, I have to what stand. Do you mean? I have to stand up for Candace no, Cameron no, no. Bure. I have a problem with I, with JoJo Siwa. Like. I think if if any of you remember, tell me. We talked about the Kids' Choice Awards hosted by Nickelodeon, yes, and, and JoJo annoying. Siwa wasn't invited this year. Very shocking and scandalous. And she blamed it on homophobia. Like she is the definition of like the the young crowd, the Gen Z people who like make being LGBT their personality trait. They're into, well, which is funny because we talked about yesterday when we were talking about the uh, the representation guidelines from Gladman. The character in your movie can't make their whole character be about their their sexual orientation. Otherwise, they're one dimensional. So they get to be one which is dimensional. Subjective again. They get to be one dimensional in real life, but they have to be three dimensional in the movies. That makes no sense. Right. So yeah. So they she gave hosted a, this award a best original song to. To Sesame Street for one that was performed by Billy Porter, who, uh, if you if you know him from the role of fabulous godmother in that abomination that was with Camila Cabello, yeah, Camila Cabello in a uh, twenty twenty one Cinderella. Yeah, uh, I'll never forgive him for that or his bizarre tuxedo nightgown in the, outfit that he loves wearing. In the chat, just an aside, the big sleepy says, I miss Brett's luscious blonde locks. Make bl- Brett blonde again. Well, I, if you want to make Brett blonde again, then you're going to have to give us 30 crisis parties. It would have to be 30, so. at least 30 crisis parties. And then I will like, I would prefer my hair to be longer. I don't want to dye my hair blonde when it's this short because then I am going to look like, I'm, I am going to look like night, like Marshall Mathers LP Eminem. Uh, and I can't really sing the song role model word for word anymore. So I don't think that really works. Yeah. But does this, does this feel like very, very propagandistic? This whole thing? I, I don't think that this appeals to actual children. I think that an event like this is about pandering to the adults in the room who are obsessed with indoctrinating children but will never have children of their own. I mean, this this acceptance speech for this song, she shouted out all the LGBTQIA kids, which yeah. I, I don't know what the U stands for. Let me know if, if you guys are keeping up with that. And then they gave an award to a voice actress from Centaur World, and she talked about growing up queer in a small town. And she said, "Ever notice it's always in a small." Like, the, the, this the, sounds like so propagandistic. Where she says, "We have the power to create programming that elevates all voices, erases generations of hate, and tells the bullies of the world to go suck it." While they bully people. Right. While they actually bully people. That's the funny thing about it is they're so good at manipulating language that they can say this stuff. And it's designed to be so that the average person hears it. Like, that sounds nice. I mean, it's about telling your high school bullies to suck it. It's not about helping elevate the voices of anybody. It's because you were bullied in school because you are an outcast of society and you you have pulled the ladder up from behind you to infiltrate the entire entertainment industry, all corners of it, until there is no room left for dissenters because you were uncool, yep. you know? And you're still uncool, and you can't argue with being cringe. Like, that's that's what you are. Everyone can see that. 
What is, um, what is something else they could do? And so, like, I'm trying to think of what they could do other than award shows if they wanted to uh, to not make the public so annoyed with them. No, no, no. What they want is the public to be annoyed with them. Why do you think that is? I mean, it's just it, like I said. Like, they're they're these social rejects well, who get a weird feeling of satisfaction of out of being spiteful. Yeah. And they really hated. are. They are really. It's really, the persecution really... complex. One thing I've noticed is that a universal trait of almost everyone in that industry nowadays is there's very little in the way of like professionalism. It's all class. Maybe that's just a culture that's been born out of Twitter and the internet and the fact that when you communicate with people, you're you're distanced from them. Like they're not going to clap back to that person uh, when they meet them face to face. They're only going to clap mm. back online, and that's developed a bunch of personality traits amongst amongst rich, famous celebrities that is like there's a lot of disdain for the average person and a lot of self-indulgence right. and love for oneself I actually do like I used to kind of push back on the notion that like look I know that pride is considered one of the seven deadly sins right but I never understood why people had a problem with people who were different being proud of who they were but now you see the ugly truth of how that what becomes of that when it goes completely the opposite direction and too far. There is a sort of fetishization of the idea of being proud of who you are, regardless of whether it actually matters or not. Well, it's not even just about being proud of who you are. It's about making everyone else celebrate you. It's compelling speech from other people to celebrate you when it goes against their conscience. What gets to me and irritates me the most is when these people get up on a stage at this artificial event and they they pretend to be the magnanimous ones and the ones who want unity and, and love and rainbows and puppies when really like they are the most yeah. hateful, spiteful people and they can't do anything but destroy. They never create anything new. Does like this bo- one executive producer in, in his speech uh, for Heartstopper, he said... Uh, with Heartstopper, we wanted the next generation of LGBTQ plus kids to see themselves in a story about queer joy, about love, and about acceptance. And like the irony here is that an event like this is about anything but joy, love, and acceptance. It's about spiting yeah. the families out there who don't want their children to be introduced to themes like this there's a lot it's about like being the surrogate parents of the unsupervised children of this country and and basically pulling them away from them early enough on because then you've installed instilled ideological values that run counter to what their parents believe and you do it at an age early enough that it has that it takes hold quickly and then they start fighting with them from early on it is funny too because they do have the perfect they do have the perfect system they've developed in which they get to do it and always come out looking like the good guys. To the to the average person who doesn't know what's going on, they always come across as the enlightened, smart ones who are just out to make the world a better place and everyone else looks like the bad guy because of the way they're portrayed. But every once in a while, they say the quiet part out loud. Like, so every, but, but we, average, we have the power to create programming. and. But uh, even that, even that's couched in such like... Uh, like politically correct speak that you don't really understand what they mean when they say that. It can mean like everything. It's all inclusive and nothing all yeah. at once. 
So, like, for award shows, I would love to see them just abandon it and go with the Razzies. Get, get rid of all this. Just host the Razzies. Don't take yourself too seriously. And please just leave the kids alone. I think Leave the kids alone. The, the Babylon Bee should hold an awards ceremony, actually. That would be hilarious. We could do that. We should do that. We got some Super Chats there. Sure. Uh, BMF Nate Dog said, parents of adolescent Navi be like, Timmy sure has been riding his horse a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, what's that? What's up with that? They're just like, man, he just really loves to explore these days. Does he love to explore or does it, he love who he's exploring with? <laughs> that is the question. Bad App said, I have new merch. We'll trade for the Krigler coat. I have no knowledge of this coat. I'm I sorry. have. Yeah, look, look, uh, if the coat don't fit, you must acquit. And I, the, I've never seen anybody wearing the coat, but I'm guessing that the, co the coat doesn't fit. Bad App said, applying for love is blind. BRB. <laughs> yeah. You're you're not going to find many prizes on Love is Blind. Also there are some people in the comments. You get free alcohol. Some yeah. And, and then so. and, and no food. Yeah. So that's that you that's can what make... the contestant claims at least. You get starved and only given alcohol for a whole week. And then I'm over here like 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 19 or 20 year old Brett would have been like they'll pay me for that. Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> Bobby said Mary Marine say Ura mm. Hua is army. Mm. Yeah. I said hoorah. We're in the same Ura. family, but no Ura. one likes being called by their sibling's name. I Ura. wasn't even talking about Marines, though. I was just talking about the characters. Yeah, but they are Marines. Right. Ura. But I, I was just saying, like, why would they have the same traditions like a that thousand long later? Well, I mean, you, you, would, you would assume that if, if it's the American military and we're still out there. I would assume uh, they're Chinese by now. We're still out there plundering other <laughs> countries for resources that, that a, a lot of those traditions would hold on because of the rigid structure. I, I would have thought that they would be like international. That's a, you know, that that's like it would be a one, one world globalist yeah. economy and government by, by 3000, whatever, whatever it's set in. Here's a fun, here's a fun piece of the story in the, in the show Firefly, the future world government is America and China together. And that was, that it show is likely. In, and that show is in 2002 or whenever that show seems was made. Likely. Yeah. <laughs> Cam girl, Asuna. Wow. <laughs> said, all of these companies keep going woke and going broke, movies in particular. How is it that after dozens of flops, they still have money for more flops? The movie industry has lost tens of billions. Well, here, here's the deal. We are in the post-profit era. You do not need to make money anymore because these corporations are so large, publicly traded, ESG financing, all that stuff. But also, I would argue that television is far more woke than the most of the movies we're seeing, right? Like, they're just bad movies most of the time. I mean, judging based on the extremely subjective nature of what you or I might consider woke, I consider myself particularly in tune to, like, hating any of it. Like, I got through 15 minutes of She-Hulk and I turned it off. Like, I don't like it. But most of the time in these movies, I find that the, the issues tend to be bad storytelling in just bad movies, not necessarily that they're overtly awful as far as political correctness. The the female, the, the overpowered independent woman trope, overdone. But most of it, and a lot of it is more comes down to how they've kind of gone, they've done an overcorrection with their casting uh, and that everything looks like a college brochure even though the wor real world doesn't look like that. Yeah, like, right. But I that just was like, realized what you meant. That, that was a, like, I still remember. I still remember the first time I saw, even in 2007, I'm like driving to work one day and there's a St. Cloud State like poster on the, uh, like on the freeway. And I'm like, 
there's it's like you know it's like it's like one white girl one uh, one black guy one this 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 that then the and then at the very end there's a whole there there's a, a dude in a wheelchair i'm like there is no friend group in the world that looks like that it's yeah not a it, thing. it's at least not that would all take a it's picture like a sensitivity training yeah. illustration where yeah. all of your coworkers are either disabled or they're some kind of ethnic minority but here's the thing. or there is there is every possibility job and yeah but here's a the thing. man wearing makeup there is every possibility that every one of the kids in that group has a friend a broad friend group like that where they know a guy that's that looks like all of these people but not one singular group that all hang out together Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's not that I'm saying that you don't have a diverse group of friends. Everyone that I know has a diverse group of friends, but they don't all hang out also, in one place at the same if time. If you don't, that doesn't insinuate malintent that you're like specifically discriminating against anybody, obviously. It's just how it is. Where you were raised plays a role in like what your friend group looked like yeah. at that time. That doesn't make you a bad person, nor does it mean that you would somehow inherently be bigoted towards somebody that doesn't look like you. Television essentially in a lot of ways remove that like you we grew up with so much like we talk a lot about we were just talking about with um the LGBTQ award part of uh of the kids Emmys that thank you thank guy. you oh my gosh thank you guys um that we were raised in front of televisions right now televisions that showed us extremely diverse groups of people for a long time I think the type of bigotry that they're talking about has long since passed in its most extreme phases now what they're doing is they have to justify their existence as loser activists which means they have to make problems look worse than they are right Potatoes for Seamus said, I had a nightmare where I was a guest on Pop Culture Crisis and Mary made fun of me the whole time and Brett just laughed at me. Wait, I have a question. Why didn't the, the money guns go off there? They didn't? Did they? The mon, did I, Am I losing my mind? Maybe I'm losing my mind too. Did the money guns not go off, guys? If they I'm, didn't. If so, they... I'm, I'm doing a second one. What I'm, if they did and we're just stupid? Am I, am I losing my mind? No, maybe they didn't. No, I, at least doing this. Looking around. Yes. Uh, Will Cybernaut said, you can't convince me that Shrek is not human. One night he snuck in my room and my dad saw it's not ogre. It's never ogre. There we go. You just f gave me a flashback to 2014. Yikes. The Shrek memes w were not it. They're, they keep talking in the chat about how I'm not doing just justice to my Slavic ancestry. <laughs> Why? I, I Maybe because my hair's not blonde. I have no idea. Oh. Uh, Waffle Sensei said, I'm going to Avatar tonight as well. I'll pray for you guys there to we make go, it guys. through if you pray for me. Well, we already made it through. It wasn't so bad. Just make sure that you uh, go to the bathroom right before it starts. Yeah. Actually, that was... fine. Um, that's actually a good... A good okay. All right. That's really funny. We just got a comment from Johnny Durbin. says, stream faltering. Check your prostate, PCC. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. All right, let's hold off on the rest and we will come back to it. Uh, all right, so guys, there's a fantastic new show. It's the height of intellectual television that's coming I'm out. I'm so it's, excited. It, are, how excited are you? I'm, I'm so excited to watch Milf Manor. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't be more excited. Not like this isn't a copycat of Back in the Groove, which we already covered, which is about women in their 40s getting set up with men who are literally half their age, at times younger than half their age. Now TLC has just released their own take on uh, this extremely disturbing trend, and it's called MILF Manor because Milf they exclusively Man. casted single mothers in their 40s then you know with what? men in their 20s. Then I demand we get 
Dilf Den, which is just dad. It's just dad. How about we just not have any of these things? The, I mean, Instead of the, making it equitable, let's the, just get rid of the it. The double standard is 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 palpable with this one, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So this trailer was like absolutely wild, and I wish we could show it to you guys, but we'll get claimed. So in it, one woman who is pursuing younger men said that it's because she has an extremely high libido. Okay, stop. Right? I almost gagged. Stop right there. I want that. Like, e- that's a funny one. Cause like, imagine a, like an old guy who just uses that line. Ew. Like that's even funnier. If a guy says it, like, he's like, they're like, why are you sleeping with women that are like, Hey, Mr. 45 year old uh, CEO, why are you sleeping with women in their early twenties? Well, it's because I like to, to have sex a lot. Of course. Yeah. Can, can we just like, <laughs> not think of old people in a sexual context ever again please what is it with- i i would go my whole life never thinking about the libido of anyone in that age range like, please like whatever happened to modesty in that respect like it made sense when the men like yeah. would, it, it felt like relevant because it's just a trait of men to want to procreate with as many women as possible and it, it just felt real to the world this feels manufactured i'm not saying the other one isn't well, just as right. isn't just as uh what would you call it abhorrent i don't know I don't know. I'm not here to judge any of these people. They're legal. They're doing what they want to do. But it is. I am here to judge them. I know. I'm. I am definitely here to judge them. Um, forty is not old. Somebody in the chat. Because says like women in this age range used to be married. Still, they used to have many more children, and they were in a respected place in their relative societies where. Yes. You know, they had loving grandchildren and they had legacy and skills that they could pass on to to younger generations. And now they're well, they just can, they can pass useless as far men. as like wanting to. All they want to do is imitate people younger than them and fail at it. That, I mean, maybe that's OK. Maybe that's the thing here. Like when when an old like when the 50 year old guy is hitting on the 20 year old women, he's just being a guy. When a 45 year old woman acts like this, she's just being a guy. She's just, she's acting like... Well, the in- worst kind of guy, yes, really. And yeah. the most embarrassing kind. Because, like, sure, when a 50-year-old guy does that, it's probably, like, more common. But also, like, the girl- it's embarrassing because he can't, you know, admit that he's not, he's not that guy anymore, you know? Like he can't admit that he's washed up and old and ugly, you know? Yeah, but the, but the thing but, is, in those situations, everyone understands that the both parties are are using each other. The guy is using her to get what he wants, and the girl is using him to get what she wants. Sure, but, I mean, if it's just some random 50-year-old guy hitting on some random 20-year-old girl, like, I'm picturing if they did. I'm picturing if they did this show in reverse. And yeah, they were if they made a show men. like this and recruited people who wanted to be there, it would be exactly the same. Like, no one is getting taken advantage of here. They're just all embarrassing themselves yeah because of of what they're showing to the world like that these... this is what they stand for and so these and are all another moms. like bogus claim for why she was doing this show was one of the moms said that younger men are more energetic and they think outside of the box what does that even mean i think that we all can agree that like a 21 year old guy barely thinks at all let alone it's the it's... outside of the box actually what he wants is to get in your box Sorry. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, this is obviously <laughs> a, a whole psyop. It's a concerted effort because they're trying to normalize age gaps only when women are older. Well, yes, because, because when men they are older, discourage, it's a problem. Well, Mia no, when men, are, so. when men are older, it's a problem because 
that still leaves the possibility for reproducing. Let's, like, end humanity, basically. Like, let's just lead to the, the extinction of our species by normalizing older women with younger men because it leaves no possibility of anyone having children. Uh, R. Fontanez in the chat wins with, he says, dating old people is cheaper, senior discounts for the win. <laughs> I just had that one theory. I don't know. Leave leave your theories in the chat for why they're trying to normalize this. But I think that once the culture shifts on this or Where in other ways, to? then like realizing that this is super weird, Madonna and Cher and Kim Kardashian but and Kris Jenner, all of these women now who are participating in it are going to have... A lot to uh, to answer for, to atone for. But also, I want to point out to you, a lot of the examples, people, you just gave examples. Somebody mentioned Jennifer Aniston in the chat. These are examples of women with immense bank accounts that can spend tons of money on making themselves look younger than they are. They sure. do not look like, like, like Jennifer Beals is gorgeous for her age, but she's also still like, you, you don't look your age. You look like somebody who looks younger than your age so we're not actually like into older women they're into older women that just have the technology and the money i mean <laughs> to, to look like younger women in in the case of madonna and Cher, i would say they don't look younger than their age but they also don't look their age they're looking like something entirely well, they don't even look human at this other point. than yeah other than human they look like really badly designed sex dolls yeah like badly designed and that's Cheap what i want to address from... is like when you show women on a show like this it's degrading to them and it's arguably predatory to the younger contestants too. And the argument isn't always like in all the television shows that ever do this type of storyline. It's always like I'm older and I have a I have a more developed sex drive now, and I'm more confident as a woman at this age. Because Therefore, getting I'm, divorced totally will improve your life, right? Yes, apparently. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, the, the, I don't think they always necessarily talk about them being. Uh, Divorced. Well, all, all of these women either were never married or were divorced. But all it, of them have children. It is interesting that for, for at least a decade now, I can remember shows that did storylines where older women would uh, spend time with, would get with younger men. But it would usually end with them realizing they don't have anything in common. So the show found the right answer eventually. It was just sure. a theme they explored. They're, this isn't looking to explore the actual theme. It's just looking to exploit it. Exploitation, not exploration. Do you think that the guys in this show are um, being taken advantage of? No, no. I think that they're 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 straight men in their twenties, and what they want to do is have sex with women. The one thing I I will say is weird and arguably predatory is that on the other show, back in the groove, they were inviting like a couple of the women's sons yeah. to to be. That's not weird at all. In the contestant pool, and then they didn't tell the other contestants, the women, that they were Thank related. You to the female contestants and then just waited to see if they would get together. Hollywood is so freaking weird. But Why like, it's so all about weird? like showing you something like this just so that you feel like you're the weird one for watching it, right? You, but well, you're you, the one, you're the weird one producing it no, and, I, and I don't selling think it to, I don't to think, people. I don't even think that's it. I think they want you to not feel weird about it. I, I don't think they want people to feel like it's weird. They just want it to be, it's kind of like- um, But where's the excitement in it if it's not weird and and- uh, crazy then the idea is like if it's, it's weird, normal why but, is it easy to sell um how's the shot normal but not common maybe that's what they're looking for normal meaning that oh it's, there's nothing wrong with that it's just not common i will say openly like there is something wrong with that i'm just, there is something wrong with 
with women in their 40s dating men in their 20s. Like that's, I would say that there, there is something very wrong with that. I, I Honestly, I have more of a problem with it being a show than them actually doing it. I have more of a problem of them turning it into a circus, uh, cl- uh, a circus sure. uh, of something for entertainment than I do the idea of uh, in the real world, a man in his 20s with whatever life experience he has meets a woman in her 40s with whatever life experience she has and they click and they get along and, and they work together. I have no problem with that. I think it's less common than what we normally see, which is women and men. Like, what is it? The average relationship, the man is five years older. The, Something the, like the, that is like that's the most successful relationships with the men is the man is like five years older. But it's like, look, I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm saying that your version of the TV show is clearly done with a double standard in that they would never allow the show to be made in the opposite direction now because it would be well because it's weird and it's weird both ways. Yep. They wouldn't. It's, I mean, I don't even. Uh, think that a type of show like this should exist in the first place because you are coarsening the culture and like don't forget that a a channel like this TLC it stands for the learning channel and tell me exactly how you're educating the public by exposing them to this kind of content like I saw in the comments someone said Remember when smut was smut? It was consumed clandestinely and there was a certain stigma to it. Now it's commonplace and readily available to our most impressionable and vulnerable family members, our children. I mean, and I'm- other people were like, just when you thought the world couldn't sink any further. This is all like to demoralize. I think that's what it is. Look, I'm I, I'm gonna f- I'm flip flopping a little bit back and forth here. I'm like, look, my problem here is that I think the show is stupid. I, I don't think that the men are being. I, I don't think they're pr- like being predatory towards the men. I think that if I tell the, an 18 year old girl who did an episode of Skins and had to get naked, I'm like, look, you were an adult. You made your decisions. You chose to do that show. These guys know what they're doing. I also do have doubts in my mind that say that this uh, the relationship doesn't work out. Do I believe that he's scarred for life if it doesn't work out? No. No, well, I nobody believes that anyone is falling in love on reality TV. Well, and, and here's that's the other thing. Like in a situation like this, they're not meeting these men because they want to be with them forever. They're meeting with them because they want to have sex. It's about sex. Right, which is like, why don't you just hire a prostitute then, you weirdo? Like, why do you have to broadcast it but Mary's against to the prostit- entire world? But Mary's against prostitutes too, so what do we do? Well, it's a profession <laughs> that they say you can't get rid of. Uh, At least it, it can be illegal. It will, it will be there. At least you can feel bad about it. So Instead let, of broadcasting this to the world so you can become an influencer. It's just I, embarrassing for them. It's just one of those things. I, I just don't know if I if I think that it's going to course in the culture that much because I feel like the culture's already... Like, part of this has grown out of a culture that's already been coarsened by high divorce rates, by uh, uh, weakened family structures. To the What makes this show possible is a culture that has already devolved. Uh, I think it's both ways. Like, it's a, it's a, that makes the show possible. The show makes the society's problems it's, worse. It's, it's like when we were talking about how, like, for the, for the first time ever, trans is on Pornhub's top five yeah. search terms. The culture dis, uh, decides where we go. And the coarsening, like you said, of the culture is what dictates viewing habits. And all this is is a demoralized and damaged culture that is being taken and used by capitalist society. Next, they're going to make a dating show. That's all about uh, trans women paired Ooh. with Marco says men. this that show is going through a pop culture crisis. Yes, yes it is. Oh. <laughs> 
So like, but I, you know, that that they're gonna like make a bunch of different shows that are like non-binary people and like polycules, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. And I do believe that it is that it doesn't help society. Like, I'm not saying that I think it's a good, I'm not saying that I think it's a good thing for society, but in large, I don't think anything on TV really is doing much good for society. It's just a matter it of how much. It could at least you, try to be net neutral, you well, know? What would be, okay, then, uh, then let me get, uh, ask you this. What would be an example of net neutral? We have a show now. 25, exactly 25. Avatar 2. Exactly Avatar 20. 2 is the most neutral movie I think that I could point out from this year. Like, there is nothing in it that, like, makes me feel strongly about it. It was just, it was certainly a movie. Like, I, it was a movie. I guess for me, I just, I see something like this and I'm like, they're adults being adults and I have more questions about the people who actually care enough to watch it. But, like, I... They're not hurting any. Like, I don't think they're hurting anybody individually. I would care more about whether the individual is getting hurt because it's a lot harder for me to judge whether the culture is getting hurt because that's such a more vast question. Another one of these stupid shows is, um, I think, called Too Hot to Handle. Mm. And the entire premise of the show is that you get docked points from your... um, Or you, like, get money taken off of your your grand prize if you kiss anyone or have sex with anyone so it's like it's and they actually that, can't manage it like so they actually can't have stop sex. themselves they can't stop themselves because they they will sacrifice tens of thousands of dollars to get instant gratification like that's what this culture is all about the phone has already ruined people's ability to prevent themselves from constantly getting instant gratification that's uh I'm, I, I fall on the opposite side about this just in the context that I'm like, look, they're all adults making their decisions. I just think it's stupid. But like if you're supposed to make something like this, I ask what would be the net neutral version of it? Like we have a group of exactly 25 year old men and a group of exactly 25 year old women. They've all gone to college. They've all got four year degrees. They're all doing this. They're all looking for the exact same thing via survey. We asked them to fill out. He wants a wife. She wants a husband. He's a marketing manager. She works in, in real estate and they're looking to find love. Like that's boring. A too. trad reality show. A trad. Re- like that sounds awful. I mean, I mean, actually, that might be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, like, see, they're actually, they're see actually, there's an angle okay. for everything. There, there could be um, what the hell? Okay, no, let's 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 workshop this. What would a trad reality show be like? It's like she likes Hobby Lobby. He prefers to go to Target. Will they ever make their end? I mean, ends Love meet? Is Blind is is kind of trad. They make you get engaged and married. It's uh, I, I love at the it. end of the show. Like you have to get married. It's not just about hook, hooking up with somebody. And all, let's just, so. all of this is designed to be trash television. That, yeah. That people understand. And there is, is a trash. place for that. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just supposed to exist. Like, it's not going to... I would say that just by virtue of the genre, it inherently belongs to that it won't damage the culture as much as you might think. I think it's just... It's a sign of where we are as a society, not an indicator of where we're going. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure that in the grand scheme of things, almost nobody is going to watch the show or care about it or remember it even six months from now. So. What, is, what is the one when it's talking about people with weird fetishes or weird, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? A reality show? Yeah. I don't know. I watch cooking shows. See, that's what we need. I watch we fashion need, reality shows. We need more. Co- we need more cooking shows. Or more, I liked like, Project Runway. Like I liked America's, America's Next Top Model. I liked... Um, 
Yeah, all that two thousand. But, but you, but you don't like that, that modeling is inherently involved in the in the child trafficking industry, which means that wouldn't that be okay, bad? It's not too? an intrinsic <laughs> problem, though. <laughs> it's like, not intrinsic to the business. That, it could it could not be. It's uh you know? like I, I would but when you to... make a make a show called Milf Manor, it's kind of intrinsically the weird. name is really awful. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the name is is really really bad. And maybe imagine I'm just... like admitting that you went on a show like that. And then like what we're so learning, cringy. what we're learning is that secretly Brett's just jealous that he can't be on Milf Manor because he's too old is that now. What they're saying? No, no, I'm saying like, that. You're that's... still younger than the the milfs on Milf Manor. That is that is true. Um, so look, I, I think it would be kind of funny to see somebody like find somebody, maybe we need Taylor Sheridan for this since he's the only one who seems to make anything that, uh, is middle of the road that can appeal to conservatives, but isn't conservative is that you have Taylor Sheridan develop trad, like a, a dating show about trying to be a, in a trad relationship in an extremely non trad culture. And it's like the girl, she's like, she's at the store. She's like, do I want the Fox news dress or the MSNBC dress? Do I want the Fox? news dress do i want the msnbc dress and then she has to go she's like live laugh love where do i put my live laugh love poster and then or like plaque that she has to put up and and it's him and he's just I would like watch that and he's like oh i hate it when she spends nine hours at target and uh, like look there's a more i know there's a market for this because my favorite babylon b memes tend to be the ones that just kind of joke about traditional culture between men and women 90 like day fiance is really popular for that reason like there was like you yeah. you have to get married and you have to like put up with each other like there was there was a uh, a meme the other day it says like uh wife starts planning husband's funeral after he doesn't respond to text in 13 seconds i love stuff like that my it's so normal favorite part of 90 day fiance was when um i think her name was anisa or something she's like at a, a some like lunch with her fiance they aren't married yet and he's like why do you only like seem to like me for for what i can give you like my money yeah. and she's like you wouldn't be with me if i were ugly and fat would you <laughs> and he's like well no <laughs> and she just like totally called him out because like they both are taking advantage of each other for shallow reasons and I that's like sometimes how it goes in the real world i'm, al I'm also yeah yeah i'm also going to give you an example of how hollywood um inches in on the culture little by little. I've been telling people that I've been rewatching the show Royal Pains because it's so wholesome. Well, here's a fun fact about the show. There's a character named Divya who's uh, been, she's part of an arranged marriage. Like the, the movie start, the show starts, she's got a fiance that she's known since she was a child. They're going to be married. And they like, she has her second guesses, uh, her doubts about this because she's mostly for the most part been raised in the West. And in the show, he is very set on it because he's pro-tradition and she's not. And one of the things that they inch, uh, inch in on is like one of the girls that she knows in the show says like, how, do you, how are you going to know if you can be married to him if you don't know if the sex is going to be good? Because she's like, well, we believe in our culture that uh, you don't consummate the marriage until, you know, after you actually have the wedding. And it becomes a thing where she ends up, they end up breaking up and they, she becomes completely Western. Wow. In her in in her beliefs, but they never disrespect the culture openly. They they show it more as like a a difference in tradition rather than what he is doing is inherently bad. He's never shown as domineering or as if he wants to control her. They've just both been accepted that they've been put into this marriage together and they have to work their way through it and it's actually done with a strong amount of nuance, but what happens is she's still a western woman 
And she still falls for the stuff that are being told to her by other Western women who say, well, what if the sex isn't good? Rather than saying like, maybe you'll grow, maybe you can learn together because neither of you have done this before, that you develop a rapport in your sexuality after you get married. That's never even considered a possibility. The idea is just F, F people beforehand so that you can know whether it's going to be good or not, which is a, which is a Western ideal. Which is like commodifying people, basically. Yes. But I think that um, all of these reality shows that get people married within like a month or a week or whatever, like extreme commitment in extreme circumstances, I think it's all about the return of arranged marriage because we've realized that we've totally effed up the, the whole like dating culture with the sexual revolution and social media and mess. dating apps. We've like made such a mess of the whole thing that we're kind of returning, like unintentionally returning back to arranged marriage through reality television, Never. which is exactly what 90 Day Fiance is. It's exactly what Love is Blind is. It's the same thing. In, in, the, in, in the real world, people are like, Dad, could you set me up with somebody for to get married to? Like, eventually, maybe that comes back into fashion. Like, the kids. It, it, becomes it might, kid. if we have no other choice. And the dad's like, if I can get uh, five donkeys and a, <laughs> and a mule. I mean, if young people prove themselves to be just as incapable uh, in, in the coming years of, you know, meeting each other and getting married, yeah. then, like, something has to change or else humanity is going to go extinct. Yeah, and look, it's it's just one of those things of we our culture is so messed up when it comes to relationships and things like that. Yeah. Like I I don't like I I've never used a dating app. I I don't think I could ever possibly get myself to to use something like that, but it really shows like how our culture has gone because most like most I guess that's different. Most of my friends that I grew up with met their fiancés or the people that they're with at, in college or at work or something like that. That's still a thing. But it feels like sex has been commodified in a way that it's no longer going to ever be the way it was. Uh, remains to be seen. Yeah, we'll see. Let's go uh, super, chats. super chats. Now that we've got that out of the yeah. way. Potatoes for Seamus uh, corrected his earlier typo and said, made fun of me. It's okay. I corrected it for you. Bad App said, fun fact, I made a bet on the Rittenhouse trial and I won, so I tattooed Shrek is love, Shrek is life on my buddy. That is all. I almost thought you you were going to say you won, so you had to tattoo that on yourself. He's like, if I lose, I'll tattoo myself, but if I win, I'll tattoo myself as well. Like you just wanted to tattoo Shrek on your body anyway. Caper yep. 2X said, Cavill to be Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine. Hua. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're going to talk, at least we're going we're gonna to talk about his public statement yes. in a little bit. Waffle Sensei said, I'm interested in how they're going to make Henry Cavill woke in an ultra xenophobic super space fascism movie. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Francisco Sanchez Jr. said, hail to Queen Mary and Brett the Hitman Hart. I know he has been on TimCast before, but Gary, a.k.a. Nerdrotic, would be a good guest for your show. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be a hard person to get out here because he's like, he works so much and it, like his shows, like he does shows on Fridays and we're only really bringing guests out on Fridays. It would, uh, it would cost him more. To, How about you guys here, but go tell him that? Exactly. Um, <laughs> also, I mean, and it is possible that if they brought him back for IRL, that would yeah. be that would be cool. Nathan Koss said Shapiro calls it smiley face fascism. Yeah, it is. The, that that is what a lot of it's like. It's like it's fascism. If but this with involves a smile. smiley face French fries, I'm down. <laughs> Bobby said, "I forgot to say Happy Friday, y'all. At least it's actually Friday this time, and uh, you're not trying to make us feel like we're going crazy." I am so happy that it's Friday. Like this has <laughs> been one of those weeks. Like guys, like I. It's been a week. I. It's been one of those weeks where like I'm pretty good about. Uh, 
I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm pretty honest on the show uh, about what's going on in my head, my emotional states at any one given time, mainly because I always feel like it bleeds through into whatever we're talking about. But like this is one of those weeks where it actually started to bleed through into my social media where I was like making written story posts, which I haven't done, which I don't do as much as I used to. I was going back through it. I have like long, like novel length story posts that I used to make that I can't believe anyone would bother to read because the text is so tiny by the time it's it's that big. But yeah, this has been one of those weeks where it's just not been good in the evening. So I'm happy that it's Friday. Thank you, weekend. I'm not like you. I lie about everything on here. You guys know nothing about me. Well, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't lie about it's, everything. It's I just, why I just, I omit information. I will know. I mean, there's still plenty of stuff that I don't, uh, <laughs> that I don't talk about. But Caper Two X said, Cavill, executive producer and lead for Warhammer. We yep. are going to talk about that. We will talk. Hold about your briefly. horses. Will Cybernaut said, I used to work security at a, quote, lifestyle club. From what I've heard, it's because older women and younger men have similar sex drives. Yeah, well, it's it's that and the fact Yikes. that the culture is just different and that the people aren't married anymore. They're, they're getting divorced. BMF Nate Dog said, can't beat around the bush if you want to get in it. Gross. <laughs> Johnny Derp said, in the beginning, there was nothing and God said, let there be light. Then there was still nothing, but at least he could see it. That is all. <laughs> so true, King. Nate Parrott said, Disney can afford to suffer their losses because its film division is essentially subsidized by their theme parks. Yep. Disneyland to Disney World is far more lucrative than their films or TV. They're, well, then dude, why are they making it so damn expensive to go and then they ruin Splash Mountain? The uh, the theme parks pull in. I mean, I don't know what it's like. I just, I just remember it was like $14 billion or something I mean, like that. do they benefit Insane. from less people going to a more expensive park or more people going to a less expensive park? Oh, maybe the idea is like less people but make it more expensive. That way the lines aren't as long and then you just price out yeah. the poor people. Which is Make they, it for they all don't the want, childless millennials. They don't want us there. They, they, right. want, they want rich people there. They don't want us there. True. Johnny Derp said, young male, older female, it's about sex. Old man and young female, it's about sex. Young male and young female, it's about sex. Old male and old female, it's about a pension. That is all. Uh, you think old male, that young female, it's about sex? Uh, I mean, it obviously depends on the individuals in question. <laughs> Bad app said... Uh, one of those PH searches is from me. I was curious what it looked like. I can't say the rest of that. And he said that is all. Uh, they have. Uh... And he said, Brett, do you remember Milf Hunter? I need to stop watching YouTube. Said <laughs> they atomized us, and now they're telling us what we like. I think yeah, they're trying to like show us things that are disturbing, and then pointing the finger at us that that we wanted this content when in reality none of us ever you asked, asked for, it. for it right I mean, well hey 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 i mean just because we didn't ask for it doesn't mean there aren't people look it takes all kinds it is a w wide big amazingly weird world out there we we can't discount the fact that other people have their own thing um i will always do she that. will always, I will always dis discount that well that's where that's, it's why we get along mary because <laughs> you are you and i am me <laughs> joseph said massive respect brett being honest is a superpower thank you one and more. I need to stop watching YouTube said I was flirting with an old woman with one leg on her porch in the hood and her husband came outside and held a gun right up to my temple and I left. That is a crazy story. Well, you know what? I wonder if it's true. One leg. All right, we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> that was such a... Okay, so let's talk about... Chad's going crazy. Let, let, yes. Know. Let's talk about Tanya Yevyun, right? Tanya Yevyun. 
Yes, it's it's Yevyun. She's Swedish, by the way. Not not not. Uh, I thought is she was, Swedish or Norwegian? Norwegian. Sorry, Norwegian. Yes. Yeah. So Tanya Yevyun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right, so Tanya Yevyun is an actress, and she is in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. She is in <laughs> trouble because they have strong hate speech laws out there, mm-hmm. and they're they're not having any of it here. So this she article might face says, up to three years in prison for saying men can't be lesbians. So here's what she said: on actually Facebook. stunning and brave. She said, it's just as impossible for men to become a lesbian as it is for men to become pregnant. Men are men regardless of their sexual fetishes. And she also told their country's minister of culture that uh, she here's what she said. Will the equality minister take action to ensure that lesbian women's human rights are safeguarded by making it clear there are no lesbians with penises, that males cannot be lesbians regardless of their gender identity? And by tidying up the mess of the harmful gender policies left behind by the previous government. So this is fairly tepid stuff that she's saying and because of their strict hate speech yeah, it's laws not tepid because they have she might be locked speech. away for it and then compare this to dave Chappelle's attacker who arguably oh. attempted homicide on him who got getting 200... sentenced 270 days in jail after rushing his stage yep this man, we talked about this at the time. He had a weapon, a lethal weapon, a knife that was actually disguised gun. as a gun. <laughs> he somehow made it past security, not only at the door, but at the start of the stage. And we talk about this a lot. Like, where is the security at these lives? I live do events? love the idea that maybe the, the it's just it's one security company that keeps failing. Yeah. Like this actually happens at all events, but it's just there's one guy who's just really bad at his job. So this guy, Isaiah Lee, we already covered. He has this long history of violent behavior and also mental illness. And he did openly say that he attacked Dave Chappelle because of the things he was saying about trans people. Yep. And when you look at that, like attempting homicide on someone because of jokes versus like posting things on Facebook that are politically incorrect... And just comparing the two. Yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy. And you have to be grateful that you're in a country like this. We are unbelievably lucky to to live where we live. It's really funny because they, they talk about how they made their amendment in 2020 to hate speech laws, which are very, very strict. So it says the post on Yevyun's Facebook page uh, was under investigation, read this. It says it's impossible for men to become a lesbian as it is for men to become pregnant. Men are men regardless of their sexual fetishes. And then it goes on, uh, said that she intentionally posted on Facebook her Facebook message to draw attention to Norway's hate speech laws. So it's actually a politically active stunt. It's also funny to me that it was an actress who got in trouble for making these comments about an activist. Well, how do we know her intent behind posting it, though? Because um, that's just kind of insinuated from it. Well, no, it's saying that they're saying that she said that she intentionally did that, uh, there, though there isn't a quote attributed to hmm. it. So it says her comments appear to be under investigation for falling under a 2020 amendment to the country's penal code that added gender identity and gender expression under protected categories from hate speech. My dad predicted this. Like, it's really funny. Like, 10 or 15 years ago when when we first heard the term it would have been 10 years like uh when barack obama first talked about protected classes he's like it's this is like kind of the beginning of the end of like the ability for us to actually be part of an uh, an equality based society and that we're going to move into an equity based society and he wasn't wrong i mean it started way before that but that language was just very shocking at the time mm-hmm. um and and so yeah fines 
Jail time. Jail time for saying truths about the world. I mean, it's whether you believe it's true or not is irrelevant. Yeah. Like, I think you should be able to post anything you want on social media unless think, it's illegal. Yeah. Um, or inciting illegal behavior directly. I have no problem with people lying on social media. I don't care. Lying, I, I, I being hateful, inciting you can be anger as mean, even. You can be as mean, hateful, and Whatever. awful as you want as long as you aren't people actually are going, trying to. What they don't know is like people are going to be less hateful and less angry if you allow them to express their dissatisfactions. Yeah. Yep, they don't understand that. It's also it's basic human psychology, people. The next, here's first of all, she needs to call J.K. Rowling and get a benefactor. J.K. Rowling's like, I love this lady. Bring this lady up. We we love yeah, this lady. Yeah, just move to Scotland. But, um, and, and Joseph in the chat. Vera's place. Can, yes, uh, but here's the thing: Would she have had more leeway if she had done this in the context of a movie? rather than actual speech in the real world. I think she would have more protections by working, by doing this type of thing through art than she does actually just saying something on social media. Well, we saw that even when that clip of Tar, uh, of Kate Blanchett and Tar went viral yeah. on Twitter, people not only attributed some blame to Kate Blanchett for even playing this character, but um, they, got, they got equally angry that it was uh, so convincingly worded, like her her rant about the changing sensitivities of Gen Z and millennials that are addicted to social media validation and are anxious and uh, socially maladjusted. Like the rant that that character made, even though that character was um, in that movie, the bad, well, the, a, a, bad a bad person, not a, bad, not a the morally bad guy. compromised yeah. person who did horrible things yeah that that clip went viral because it resonated with people and then it was another one of these trite conversations about how like you're not interpreting the art correctly you're not doing it the right way um but like even when this stuff is included in in film it gets just as many people butthurt so yeah. you you can't touch certain subjects anymore yeah, and that's I mean that's the hardest part too because people then feel stifled and then they get angry. People get angrier when you're not allowed to talk about something because they feel like they're being censored. Right. It's just like censorship is more of an incitement than uh, hateful speech online. Yeah. In a, in a very substantive way. I just I mean the also like the whenever somebody brings up the term hate speech, I ask, okay, define that. What does that mean? Like, unless you can give me a solid definition of what it means and how it actually harms another person, it's too vague for my taste. It means things I don't like. Yes. Thing, well, and, and it's done that way on purpose. So uh, the vague nature of it is why it's such an effective weapon for people to use in the, in the aid of censoring other people. Because it's vague. Yeah, I mean, I think keeping things ambiguous is... Uh, the way to endlessly manipulate how it's interpreted when you're asked about it. And I mean, stuff like this has happened in, in the UK where people have gotten arrested for saying mean things on Facebook and, and, and Twitter. So like we are very, very, very fortunate. I think a lot of people don't understand just how fortunate we are to have the First Amendment here in this country. Mm -hmm. Like how lucky we are. Like uh, even if we talk about like, but then even with that, this, the Dave Chappelle thing, that's not even just the First Amendment. That's just not prosecuting properly. <laughs> That's not prosecuting someone when they actually committed made a violent incredible act. Incredible attempt yeah. at murdering a public figure over a joke they made. Uh, in the chat, somebody uh, JB says a few minutes ago this TV show shouldn't be allowed. Now censorship is bad. Thoughts? 
Do you agree? Wait, yeah. what? Well, I, the, I think they think that uh, it's a bit hypocritical. They're saying a few minutes ago, this TV show shouldn't be allowed. Now censorship is bad. Did we say this shouldn't be allowed? Uh, question the. I said it would be better if it didn't exist. Yeah, that's not like in like I said, for me. I say I see it as it is a cultural. It is a response to the culture that we live in in a in a society that is going to make products based on the culture that we have evolved into. It is that is why it exists. I have no opinion one way or the other on whether it should or shouldn't. Mary thinks it shouldn't exist. I mean, there's I a different world where a, there's an imaginary world where Mary is in charge and she makes yeah. all of the decisions and in in that world you don't have milf manor airing on tv sure and, but that's not the world we live in and i just see it as like cynically see it as look this is the world we've created for ourselves is this a chicken or egg situation like is uh is society bad because milf manor exists or does miss milf manor exist because society is bad yeah it's, I it's don't both know. and and i don't neither know at the same time and i don't necessarily think that society is is bad i think that these things are su are small subsects of a culture that yes we are struggling through a lot of problems right now especially with uh, the culture between men and women but something like this about censorship i don't really see them as the same thing here and i don't think no. there's a reason for milf manor to not exist other than i think it's dumb not that i think it doesn't have a right to be or should be legally implied that it shouldn't because if there's one thing that i want less of it's the government. I think it shouldn't exist because the sexual exploits of washed up, ugly old women are extremely uninteresting to mainstream audiences. Therefore, no apparently, one will watch. Apparently not. If the show exists, it, 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 that's why well, it's it only the trailer. You don't know how it's going to perform. That, that's a fair. Did uh, what about uh, the other one? What was the other one? Uh, back in the groove. Back in the groove. Like how did that one do? That one people only want to watch that because of Tay Diggs. Because Tay Diggs rules. Yeah. So that was all a right. good casting decision. <laughs> hey, Tay Diggs rules. All right. So guys, I just want to give a quick update here on what's going on with Netflix. So Netflix is actually being forced to give money back because they did not hit the revenue goals that they were looking for with their ad tier program. It's really satisfying to watch. Only 80% of the audience was reached. So they like the money that was the, that they got, they have to give some of it back because they only reached 80% of the people that they thought they were going to reach with their right. ads. And that is part of a larger trend, which their stock is down 50% this year. Their shares are down 50% this year. And just right now, Disney is down 3.9%. Uh, shares Netflix 8.9 and then Warner Brother Discovery 8.6 what's shocking to me there is it's also further proof that kind of Disney is always going to survive because even as these other ones plummet and as bad as Disney is and as much as we harp on Disney they're still not even down nearly as much as these other companies granted Warner Brothers Discovery is in like absolute chaos right now but they're in the process of starting their own fast service which is free ad supported tier uh, so something similar to like what Amazon Prime has is Freevee. Freevee is Amazon Prime's right. free with ad service. So Amazon, uh, so Warner Brothers Discovery is working on their own right now. But Netflix actually had to give money back to advertisers. Only the advertisers that hadn't yet aired their ads. Yeah. So at least uh, they kept some of that yep. on the platform. I think this is just like delicious to watch the embarrassment uh, when Netflix makes failing shows. I mean, they have like a few that are doing really well right now, but I don't understand why they keep approving uh, shows that only go for like a season and don't attract an audience. Yeah. And then they cancel them after one or two seasons. It happens over and over again, and it only makes the, the cult fan base is mad and 
it makes the streaming platform as a whole less valuable it makes one people uh with like you know family accounts not want to pay for it yeah. anymore Six what's 90, it worth 699 for the ad supported tier from Netflix I'd rather But then just they pay they've the cut down the library given to to that ad supported tier yeah. by a lot I will not pay for ads Like I don't even think they put Stranger Things on the free uh, no. ad supported tier at all nope. Nope. So I would rather spend $16 for no ads than pay $6 for ads. No, thank you. I'd rather pay for neither <laughs> if you catch my drift. Also, guys, I do want to mention here. So, yes, we got some super chats about it. Henry Cavill is noted to be, he is a Warhammer 40K fan, and he's going to produce and star in a series about it. And that is kind of awesome because he goes right off the bat and talks about source material and being faithful and we just right. we uh, this is a this is a Henry Cavill stand show here it is <laughs> well you say he is he is the man of the people he the is. geeks geek etc he's just a really buff geek yep yeah well yeah like he's uh he's the geek that uh, every girl wants I'm glad that he's looking on the bright side and yep. uh he's not he's not still mourning so he says, he says, for 30 years, I have dreamt of seeing a Warhammer universe in live action. Now, after 22 years of experience in this industry, I finally feel that I have the skill set and experience to guide a Warhammer cinematic universe into life. Cavill wrote on Instagram. Look, I don't know if it needs to be a cinematic universe. Let's just start with one thing first and then get always that. with those, those, those cinematic words. universes. So it says he added, I have a home, uh, having a home like Amazon will give us the freedom to be true to the massive scope of Warhammer to all of you Warhammer fans out there. I promise to respect the IP that we love. I promise to bring you something familiar and I endeavor to bring you something fantastic that is as of yet unseen. The he Rock just, could never appeal to fans. Not in this way. As well not as in a way that Cavill. feels as honest as what he's doing here. When uh, when The Rock goes on Instagram and Twitter and says like, we're listening to the fans. We're listening to the fans. And then Cavill's out of Superman. Yep. I'm sorry, I don't believe you. Yep. Uh, you believe in Black Adam. And not DC. They, it's you believe in in your lead. Yeah. Uh, well, and your your ability. <laughs> your cameo to... that gets fans in seats well, that don't care about Black Adam and they only care about Henry Cavill as Superman. He also uh, other evidence of that is he refused to cameo in Shazam too because he felt like he was above that character, even though in the comics they are enemies. That's so like, stupid. It's, that's what's funny about it. It's also really funny here because in here they they bring up the famous him building the computer during the lockdown yes. thing. That is becoming cult classic level uh, of stuff. Like I'm almost gonna have to like go back and re. I don't think I would rewatch that, but I would rewatch the video of Anna, that Star Wars girl, watching it because it's really funny. Well, another like cultural touchstone in Henry Cavill is like his Instagram post reaching out to literally every DC actor or actress. And getting completely ghosted by all of them except for Jason Momoa. Like, I, I feel kind of bad for him. Yep. But he has other things that he can be excited about now. Well, he's never gonna, he's never going to hurt for work. He's like no. that. That's a, and here's the other thing. Think about this. Th this is actually kind of a white pill for it. Imagine like you're somebody like him, and you've got all of these things that you're passionate about, whether it's World of Warcraft, Warhammer. Like, he's got all these things that he's passionate about. He's good looking. He's got strong capital. And he's got influence within the industry. Yes. The world's kind of your oyster. Henry like, Cavill is 
easy to work with, gracious, professional. He doesn't speak to coworkers who are under 18. Yeah, yeah. He leaves, <laughs> he leaves um, Millie Bobby Brown alone like yes, he should. Like, he, he tells, he's not a weirdo. He tells women, look, I'm not dating you during Me he, Too because you guys are kind of nuts Seems right like a stand-up guy. And then you look at him compared to Ezra Miller, who seems to have very, very uh, clearly secured his spot in D.C. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense when you contrast the two. Yeah. Um, Henry Cavill isn't out here like choking Hawaiian pedestrians at every turn, or though he could kidnapping he children onto some cannabis farm. I, like I don't know what Ezra Miller has that like makes him so uh, immune to consequences, but Henry Cavill, I guess. Just can't catch a break in comparison. Is it is it like this is like literally the proof that nice guys finish last? This is the proof of it? Henry Cavill is the nice guy who finishes, finishes last, last. But not really because his career is going to be more than okay after this. It's but just unfortunate because I saw that fans unanimously wanted him back as Superman and they won't get what they want because James Gunn and The Rock can pander about listening to the fan base all they want but when it comes to actually listening to the fan base and following through they won't do it also it's kind of one of the, what if what they did is they wait till superman goes into public domain and he funds a superman movie out of spite when is that gonna happen i think it's in the next 15 years no way uh superman and batman some maybe somebody in the chat can correct me <laughs> i was watching wow. i go down i go down the rabbit hole periodically on characters let and, me look it up then uh, on characters and when things go into public domain but i think superman and batman both go into the public domain fairly soon so it would be very cool to find they're, they're not making haste to to put these people on screen so yeah. so it would be really they're funny idiots. if we found out that he may, he funds his own superman movie later just 2031 okay so not that not that far away disney's snow white will go into public domain batman superman uh what else there are other ones that are coming soon. Well, we, we will have to see because it will be... I want him to do that. Also, I uh, guys, I want to kind of go back to my idea. This is a little bit funny. I really do think that they could do him as Bizarro Superman in the Superman movie. Like, have him be Bizarro Superman. Have him be Lex Luthor. Have Ben Affleck be either Ra's al Ghul or Vigilante. Uh, I guess they would... I don't know if they would... They wouldn't be able to do that because Freddie Stroma plays Vigilante, Adrian Chase, in the DC Universe right now because Peacemaker is still considered canon. But you could do that. Make Gal Gadot, uh, Ravager, Isabel Rochef. Just bring those actors back and uh, and let them be bad guys. Everyone wants to be the bad guy anyway. It's cooler to be the bad guy. These days, yeah. And Gal Gadot tried to... Tried to but I, I thought you were anti-villain you know, villain movies no I'm, I'm don't make them the movies actually make them the bad guys in the in the heroes movies. in the hero movies. yeah don't no don't go that it's almost cooler that way because then you've got like yeah. these big name actors as your uh, as your villains i don't think they'll do it's that like with with anti-heroes like this who needs villains you know yeah like yeah. they're cheapening the role of the villain by making every hero gritty and morally compromised and it's just it doesn't land i i was like in the there was another one that was like who would um who would who would they get uh, Jason Momoa to play other than Lobo? But I think that's fine. Ezra Miller, you can just get rid of him and uh, and get Elliot Page. Actually, cast Elliot Page. Please no. Uh, and, and it would be really. If really I thought funny. that that flash run looked funny when Ezra Miller did it, 
I I don't know if I want to see Elliot Page doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I see these old interviews of Ezra Miller from before his, uh, you know, descent into madness, and it just is kind of sad. Like I saw this interview he was doing on a red carpet where they they asked him to do. Um, like one of his flash poses and he did it yeah. and he was like laughing with them and he's he was like a charming professional person yeah and i i just have no idea drugs i i imagine drugs play drugs and, and, and just social like, conditioning plays a huge role in it like psychosis yeah basically like from the sound of it yep I, I am unfortunate. I, look, there, there's also something to be looked forward for Ben Affleck if he does do. I would love for them to give him a Deathstroke movie and actually do that Deathstroke movie. I think there's something there. There's something to be said, unfortunately, for just cutting all ties. Like, look, you're starting over. Just start over. But you can't really even just start over because we've still got Ezra Miller to go. We've still got uh, Aquaman to go. We've still got all of these projects to go, and that's coming out well into 2023. So we're not going to get any type of actual reboot anytime soon. It's going to be a long yeah. time coming before we get to any of that. Let's so. get to super chats, though. Let's do it. BMF Nate Dog said, "Keep your head up, Brett." <laughs> Thank you very much. He also said, "Anyone can be a woman." I'm thinking of becoming uh, a milf. milf. <laughs> well, then you could go on Milf Manor, Milf yeah. Manor that Mary thinks shouldn't exist, and Brett says, "Just make whatever you want to make." Caper 2X said, don't you love the First Amendment? The Second Amendment protects it. We are <laughs> we are uh, unbelievably blessed to have uh, the rights that we have here. It's funny, too, because I have people who send me messages, like kid, friends that skate um, in the UK who talk about hate speech laws out there. Like it, doesn't in, in, like, it doesn't involve them, really, but they've had friends that have gotten in trouble or at least had to talk to cops because of stuff that got said online. It's bonkers. Someone said Swifty Army. Well, yes. Well, well, is there what? a Swifty Army in our our audience? I don't think so. I don't think we have. I don't think we have much of a, a Swifty Army. I don't think there's a lot of crossover there. Uh, Crispy like Transport LLC said, if he uses the source material, it be it will be one of the best comic book shows. Uh, I, I imagine that Cavill will stay as uh, as loyal as he can to whatever he has to do. It's, the, the, it's anything the that's about... not on Disney Plus. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Big Dave sent us ninety nine cents without a message. Thank you. Potatoes for Seamus said, "I think there might have been a glitch. I kept going back to all the super chats, and I think one of mine and a few others may have been skipped over." What were they? Um, um, I'm sorry, I didn't see these. Uh, are you looking at the? Uh, I'm. Should I should I go to the? Potatoes for Seamus. I, I I would need to know which one you're talking about. Um, if that's true. Um, are we talking up at the top here? In the chat, Seamus. Let me know which one you're talking about. I'm waiting for a response here. I look at them through a spreadsheet, so maybe the spreadsheet messed up. Well, you can, can you see it on there? That I'm not seeing anything on there that says that that they were missed. Uh, we'll go back later. Oh, if we I find thought any, I got all of them. I think we got all of them. If we find any information, maybe we'll we'll read them on Monday if we can find them. How about that? Okay. All right. All right. And before we go, uh, wait. Oh, Nick C says, no, we're not reading that. Uh, do you want, let's review Avatar. Oh. Yes. I, <laughs> do you not want to do it? I mean, we're not going to do like an in-depth or like spoilers review. Yeah. No, we don't have to. But like just generalities. Yeah. Sure. Yep. All right. Uh, so Avatar 2, The Way of Water. 
was the follow-up to the 2009 James Cameron Avatar movie, uh, an Avatar movie that like we've made fun of endlessly as a psyop because we feel like there was no cultural relevance to it. We felt as if the the need to make something 13 years later didn't really make much sense at all. Does that seem fair to I you? I mean, not that it didn't make sense, but understanding the plot of the second movie uh like 13 years after the first yeah that doesn't make sense so then, like expecting people to be up to, up to date on the names of all these characters and the plot lines that happened over a decade ago i watched this movie when i was like eight or nine years old of yep. course i don't I don't remember. <laughs> so in this in this movie, basically, we have Quaritch is brought back in a in a fairly unique way, and he's going after Sully again and his family. And what we have is Sully's family has to run to the water, the the sea people, and basically learn to live in the ocean and adapt to to new terrain as he's kind of chased down by members of the military industrial complex as they try to take him out. Uh, and if I was to say one thing about this movie is that it is the most pro family movie that I've seen in a very, 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 very long time in its sincerity, that it's very, very mm -hmm. honest and sincere about how it feels that a strong family structure is an important thing to celebrate. But you would criticize it because it's not done on the ba on the basis of the humans. That you believe that uh, the fact that the only family structure that's ever shown as good is the Navi. There is an attempt at a pro family message, a pro natalist message, but you only see motherhood cast in a good light or fatherhood cast in a positive light when it's the Navi. And humanity seems to be very two dimensional in this film. Uh, especially the Colonel Korich. Um, he, he, I don't understand his motivations as a villain at all. And uh, it, he kind of, nothing humanized him to me. Like nothing at all explained, for instance, why he would care about mm. the fate of his estranged son, Spider, who was assimilated with the Navi. Yes. He is not Korich. So why why did he feel that they had a bond like that didn't make sense. Yeah. I another thing I didn't mention in in the review we did for the website is um I didn't understand the scene where uh oh, what is Jake Sully's wife's name again? Oh, it's uh Natiri. Natiri. I, I can't say it with the accent. Okay, Natiri um takes a knife to Spider's throat in front of Korich to uh, in like a standoff yes. to free her daughter. But they never actually address but, it later. Yeah, she cuts him, but she like it. It ends up um, like she does. She doesn't kill Spider, but she threatens to, and she's very serious about and it. They never, and they just never addressed that after. And then Spider went back to them yeah. as like one of their adopted children. I I'm gonna give you I'm, like it was uh, odd, guys. It, it's kind of like yeah. Only pro uh, your like biological family. Yeah, not... well, even that's rare. No, because that's even rare today. Because now the idea is like your family isn't because of like what we were talking about earlier with the Golden Globes and the LGBT. Your family is your the chosen family. Your chosen family is different than from your actual family. Those are different things. In this movie, first of all, I will get it out of the way. The cinematography and the CGI in this movie is mind-boggling, and I say that with like as somebody who is extremely critical who can tell when things are fake there is maybe two shots in this whole movie that felt as if I was looking at a mid-level shot like a mid shot at the chest level up green screen shot like from a tie fighter in like a, it's it's very very 
very realistic, almost photorealistic images of water that are almost shockingly good. And here's the thing. They float between real world environments on the ship and CGI created environments in the water seamlessly and you never lose perspective from where you are. It is amazing. It is amazing looking. I don't know if that's enough to get somebody to just want to, to go to a movie and sit there for three hours. Yeah, but you, you it looks know like more it took about that kind of thing and you enjoy when visuals are done well. I am not, I don't have the discerning eye to know whether it's done well or not. And I also kind of don't care. I want a good story. And it seemed like from the beginning, this was sold as the visuals over the story. I thought I'm not the audience story. for that. I mean, it, the, yes, the story was fine, but overall I left and I just felt like this was inoffensive. Um, it's not I, It's not a recommend or not recommend from me, but uh, I guess if you, if you want to see something that looks pretty, then see it. But I, I thought the story was um, nothing to write home about. Yeah, look, and, and I'm not the biggest, like, I'm not like somebody who loves CGI. Me and you talk about how it takes us out of whatever we're watching all the time. But that's what I'm talking about. Bad CGI takes me out of a situation where you could theoretically do it live action and not lose me. This movie does its best with its extremely large budget to keep you in the story by spending a ton of money to make all of it feel as real as possible. And it makes more sense when the majority of the characters that you're with throughout the movie are not humans. The, one thing this movie does well, guys, we talk a lot, like a lot of people talk about when you watch like the Transformers movies, people complain that they spend too much time with the annoying human characters that nobody cares about. You spend very little time with the human characters in this movie, which does have a way of making them feel like caricatures. It's not just the fact that you spend less time with the humans that makes them feel like caricatures. It's the fact that you're supposed to sympathize with Jake Sully, who... Uh, objectively did betray his species betrayed his country yeah he committed yes. treason yep. and there's no way that we address the fact that that was wrong like we we are supposed to be unequivocally on his side um and, and then Quaritch is just the embodiment of evil for no apparent reason he feels incredibly uh vengeful towards Jake Sully even though Jake Sully betrayed their country not Quaritch that doesn't make sense um do you know where Jake Sully's human body is no like that was never addressed there were just uh, there was also never an explanation of why their adoptive daughter Kiri has special abilities um, I see I think that we have to give that a break because I think that a lot of that stuff's being held for later movies if he actually I know is but it's like there was not even a development there I mean, well, it came into play at the end, though. It helped them. At the very least, it's addressed in a way that you find out early on in the movie that Kiri has these, this special connection with water and abilities down there, and that connection is used to help the family later on uh, down the line without getting into spoilers. It's used beneficially towards the end of the movie. So at the very least, they address that she has it, and it's not just showing us, look, she's good in the water, and then nothing happens. It's used mm -hmm. as a part of the story later. So Overall, I, I think that... Um... We, we got more into this conversation um, on the other review, but I think it was more so like getting into this cultural commentary that I disagree with, which is that like technology equals bad and uh, woo-woo medicine and uh, 
like wearing loincloths and throwing spears equals good. The Western world is bad. The Western world is bad. Humanity is bad. Exploration is bad. And also like the human instinct for self-preservation and development is wrong somehow. Yeah. I just don't agree with the philosophies that went behind what wrote this script, but I think the script is just fine and inoffensive mostly. My point, point And also was, I like that Jake Sully is a competent father and husband and he seems to be respected in his family and his society. Yeah, okay, and here's the other thing. The gender roles in this movie are played extremely well, meaning that the men, are, uh, the men behave like men would act and the women behave as if women would act in these situations, meaning that uh, in times of great struggle... Jake rises to the occasion, keeps clear-headed, and his wife, who is more vengeful and ferocious due to a mother's instinct and love, is very, very out of control, and he has to pull her back, and he has to say to her, look, I need you with me right now. We have something we need to get done. He's not shown as overly emotional and inconsequential and ineffective, quite the opposite. And those are great themes. I thought they did a great job with that. I will say that I think more of what you're saying is like what uh, me and Wesley were saying earlier is that I think it's a rebuke of the military industrial complex more than the Western world at large. I think what they're saying is that the type of people that would be out here doing this type of exploration are already the are already bad people because they're part of that military industrial complex i i do understand where that qualification where you would expound in that that they mean all of the of western civilization but i think if we see more in the future movies of other humans that aren't necessarily part of the military or part of these research groups i think you could find that there's room for more nuanced storytelling but i don't think you need to go there because i don't need to spend more time with human characters i don't think it's necessary Yeah, I think that the time we spent with the Na'vi was supposed to make us ingratiated to them and endeared to them. And I just ended up not caring about any of them. Uh, Yeah. Maybe that's because I'm heartless and Brett is not. But um, (laughs) I didn't care about their fate. I didn't sympathize with them over the humans. I think the humans had cool technology. Look, the, 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 the cool technology was, was That's really, That's definitely really good. a plus. And, uh, and, and there's, there's a lot of caricature. There are giant there. robotic crabs if you guys are into that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are into visual effects and stuff like this, I think you'll have fun at the movie. I think that the pro-family message will actually speak to a lot of the people in the chat, sure. the people that watch this channel. I think the fact that they made Jake Sully competent, good, as, good at being a father, good at being a protector, somebody who makes mistakes but isn't looked down upon and or that, that ragged upon. And that shouldn't be exception these days but it is but it it is the exception not the rule that's rare to see in any film or tv show now um a man who is not a blundering idiot so that was a positive for sure that was my favorite part and it was too long it it, yeah thank you guys thank you um I th- yeah, it did drag in certain parts, they but also it wasn't paced time. terribly. No, no, okay, yeah, okay, that's that's a good point. So, look, I think that there's a specific part of the movie that they could have made cuts from that Wesley disagreed with us on, meaning that the parts where they're learning how to uh, operate underwater, but it became important later. Like, it became important for developing character uh, characterization for the children, and it also became important because they had to use those uh, those things that they learned later on to survive. So I don't think that there's really much you could cut out. I just wonder if it was just it was just too long of a story to tell. 
in one movie. I mean, five or six parts of a movie series. But it was not. It, anyway. But you're right. It was not poorly paced. I think it was very well paced, actually. So well, it is I, I can't is. wait until I get to see the conclusion mm-hmm. of this story in when, uh, 2050. When you're when you're like three kids in and you're taking no your when kids I'm to when I'm three grandkids in, in 2050. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We got some super chats there. I need to stop watching YouTube said she was nearly morbidly obese with gold teeth. Thank you for more of these details. Dar Boyd said, predictable, honestly, who wants to watch Blue Pocahontas 2 in 3D? You know how strapped we are for money these days. Get out of here with this kindergarten level storytelling. I didn't think the storytelling was awful. I, I At the very least, I didn't think the story. Ex- I didn't think whatever. the story execution was awful. Plus, I'll put it like this way. I would rather Hollywood got back to kindergarten level storytelling because what they're doing now is below that. So maybe we can settle for kindergarten level storytelling for now and worry about the nuanced storytelling when they've proven that they can do that again. BMF Nate Dog said, Brett, the water looks so real. It's so amazing. Mary, just use real water. <laughs> Look, it's not the water. That's wa- literally my take. It's not that the water looks real. It's the way that they inter- that their bodies physically interact with the water looks photorealistic. Like, I'm pogging right now. That's so amazing. It's, look. It, like, it, like okay, it's fake water. That's awesome. But I, but I also, I, I, I say this. Like, he says, he says, this is the best parts of the movie. Did you do what you set out to do? Did you set out to make a visually transformative picture? I think he did. I think he accomplished his goal. Is it two billion dollars worth of an accomplishment? I don't know about that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I need to stop watching YouTube. Said the aliens are clearly meant to represent BIPOC. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know about that. Like, kind of like, there's definitely a lot of like, uh, we hear uh, you, hey, you whitey in the West, you're definitely yeah. the bad guy. Yeah, you that's know? that's what it felt like to me. Um, Bad App said, F. Mary Kill, Tom Cruise, Affleck, Henry Cavill. Uh, this is a question for Brett, just not me. marry all of them, of course. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just going to marry all of them. Actually, you know what? No. Um, Being a polygamist. Marriage. I got to get rid of, I got to get rid of Cruise because I don't know what he does. Like, you know, he's, he's a little weird for my taste. We'll get rid of Cruise. Yeah. You don't want to be sucked into the Scientology Scientology cult. vortex. I, I, yeah. So plus I get, I get accused of being a Tom Cruise fanboy here. So I gotta, I gotta push back a little bit. Sure. So, uh, the, that is it. So, all right guys, Mary, thank you so much today. I don't have a, I don't have a guest to thank. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of a relief. I have to thank anyway. you. I thank you even though we do the show together every day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're welcome. I guess. <laughs> You can find pictures of me on Instagram at Mary Archived, and you can also read some of my inane thoughts on Twitter. That's also Mary Archived. And last warning, we have the next meme review scheduled for Monday with Dane. And I urge you to go to our subreddit for Pop Culture Crisis and submit any of the memes or clips that you want us to react to, and we might select them and react live. Perfect. All right, guys, if you could hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, please do so. It helps us so much. Leave comments on this video and all other videos. We had a video today that did uh, particularly better than some of the other ones we released lately. I was very happy to see that. So thank you guys uh, for the show. We are here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. We will have our spoiler review of Avatar The Way of Water up on TimCast.com very soon. Uh, and if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis and on Instagram at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. If you would like to listen to the show daily, it is Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Pandora, and Spotify. We will be back for meme review on Monday. We'll see you then, guys. Later. Bye. Bye.